Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Kay. Episode two in the books. How are we feeling? We're, 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 and we're off, so to speak. And we're off. And I mean, I am liking the season more than I thought I would. Like, I think Zach is slightly boring, but I think you know, the beginning of every season is kind of just getting to know the characters. And I honestly think they need to put the names of every girl on the screen for the whole time, at least for the beginning, because I'm (laughs) still trying to learn all of their names. And it's hard. What about you? And, And they really, you know, all they've had little mini moments, but not really. There hasn't been like one horse that's gotten, you know, ahead of the group, except for maybe Christina Mandrell who, you know, had her one... But she should. She had a one-on-one date. You know, why wouldn't yeah. we know her more now than we did before? But it does seem like it is... Um, we're getting a little tiny taste of everyone, and we don't really get to know many of them. Um, but I agree. I, I think this is... I think the one thing you can say about Zach is it does seem like he is here for the right reasons. <laughs> I mean, like... I, I'm not I know. like I don't I don't think he I actually think he's like he you know like listen we all went to college I know I went to college with people that were like I'm getting into a relationship right away like I so I, all his actions and the things the way he speaks has um I'm believing I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on believing his kind of what he's here uh, that he's here to find a marriage I agree, and which this kind of leads us into our first topic. So Vanity Fair came out with um, an article last week. The Bachelor is officially on life support. And first of all, the amount of people who sent this to me and they were like, did something happen to him? Because, (laughs) like, actually, (laughs) Zach is on life support. I'm like, no, it's the show. And it's interesting because they're the first little, like, snippet of the paragraph says, Zach Shellcross's snoozy debut as the leading man did nothing to quell fears about this franchise's future or incentive or incentivize viewers to stay tuned for even another week, which I could see how that it like I understand that. But he says in this article, he's like, hey, if you're looking for drama and um, all the this and that of the bachelor world, you're not going to get that with me. Yeah, he's like, you're not going to get that from me. What did you think of this article? I don't know. I think I think it had some valid points to it um, because I think without the drama, what else is this show fueled by? Like, love? I mean, right. sure, but is it? <laughs> I mean, well, it's interesting. It's interesting how I, I hated this article. It got sent to me many times. Um I don't hate I don't hate the person who wrote it. Um, I kind of don't like the reason it gets written. Um, This is what I call a hero piece. 
It is an opinion piece disguised as a news report. So you and I were sent this many mm-hmm. times. I, I, my, uh, just like you, I got sent. And the, the, the title that I don't, sometimes that's written by an editor and not the writer, so I can't really put that on the writer. The title, you know, as you said, um, The Bachelor is officially on life support is made to be clicky. It's made to get clicked. Oh, yeah. And clickbait. It I, is, I, I did it. I clicked it. Right. And, and, and I read it. It doesn't have one. I thought when I saw The Bachelor is officially on life support, I thought I was going to get this article about how horrible the ratings are, how this show is this. And I, was, I thought I was going to get hit with all these numbers to tell me that this show is maybe on the brink of getting canceled. Mm-hmm. The article has not one number, not one stat. It is all opinion of one writer. It is written in the key of me, so to speak, in the key of the <laughs> writer. It is not. And this is it, and the reason it gets me upset is because this is the there is a version of viewer or person that weighs in on The Bachelor that is here for the wrong reasons, just like we accuse people of going on the show. There are commentators on this show that are here for the wrong reasons, to build their own platform. I would, I would say I'm guilty of that. I saw, when I started talking about The Bachelor in a social media setting, I was like, oh, the numbers are good. I'm getting people that might go watch my yeah. stand-up, might, go, might think I'm funny, become a Jared Freed fan. I'm, I will admit that no matter what. The people Same. who write stuff like this, right. And, and, and I think we openly, we're here to entertain. Mm-hmm. But to, the, the people that kind of enter into the show, and this happens because they're morally correct. This person writes, if you want to come in and say the show is a misogynistic show, 30 women dating one man, um, you want to say that the, there's race issues. Like I can't disagree with any of these things. But they do that because they know they can and get away with it. It's like showing up. It's like if you and I threw a party. Because I like the show. I enjoy, you know, again, I talked about before the season, we talked about Zach. We're not excited about Zach. It's okay to not be excited about Zach and then go, okay, this is the show. We're in it now. I did look up numbers. I did look this up. Nielsen ratings. This was the second highest rated show of uh, of the night. Okay? It won the key demo. The Bachelor premiere gave a Monday primetime rose to ABC as the network earned the highest rating of the night with a score of .54 in the key broadcast demo, according to official Live Plus same-day Nielsen data. So this is something that people do. And and what gets me upset is because this happens with The Bachelor. People know they have moral high ground, that you watch garbage, so they won't even let you have fun with it. We know there are problems. We didn't come to this show because because I thought maybe this will give me a different view of America and myself and will help me. So no, I came here for my brain to melt and to have some fun with some friends while I watch the show. And these people who I don't believe, I don't believe, and this is my opinion, that the writer of this article cares about the show. I don't think they ever liked the show. The people have hated the show since the minute it came out. I was very young when it came out. It's been out 27 seasons, but people have been like, what the hell? A show where 30 women date one man? This is horrible. And then people liked it in spite of them. People enjoyed it in spite of the people saying, it is like if you and I threw an 80s hair metal party and everyone's dancing and these people that write these articles come in, show up and go, 
Ugh, don't you know this isn't great music? Ugh, don't you know? Don't you know? And we and we would go, I know, uh, yeah, it's not great, but I kind of like it. And yeah, then we put our hat in hand. We always have to apologize. We always have to yeah. apologize. And then an article like this where it is written, and no one reads the article. No, I don't believe... I don't even believe a third of the people who sent it to me read the whole article because I read it. No, it's they, an read, the, they piece. read the snippet at the beginning, just that's like it. I did, and then that's right. it. So, and, and, and listen, I didn't want to read it. I see this and I get depressed. I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, I watch a show that's problematic. Yeah, I watch a show that has a lot of issues. Like, and, and it really like annoys. Like I know. <laughs> I know. I know. What do you want from me? And it's like, this happens. I got like, a, I remember I got a question in my question box. They're like, do you think The Bachelor will end soon because it's doing so badly? And I'm like, based on what? Yeah. What are you talking what, about? Where are you getting this info from? Right. And ratings are down across the board. For, listen, if you want to say to me they're down from 10 years ago, yeah, that and the rest of your TV shows. Every cable show is down from 10 years ago. It's winning the night. It, as written here, it, I think it came in second place on the night, first place in its in its time slot because the nine o'clock show did like one point one point oh one better. I do keep up on these things, so like yeah, it, it is frustrating because and people do this with a lot of reality shows. They want to tell you you're a fucking idiot, loser, stupid, you know, problematic person. They want to own you and win against you in the conversation. Well, we're just at a, a party having fun, and then they come and they try to change the music, and we're like. Yeah, the music's not as good. And they're like, well, it's good. People do like it. And we're like, what happened to the music we liked? We were having a fun time before you showed yeah. up here. I'm ranting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just feel like, and also a lot of people aren't watching in real time anymore. Like people have shit to do right. on Monday nights, some nights, so they can't watch in real time. I know there's a ton of people that listen to our podcast days and days later. So it's not right. like, so these ratings are kind of skewed if they're going based off of, if you're watching in real time. But they didn't even write ratings. They didn't, this whole article has not one number. They even, there's a very specific line in the article that's like even frustrating. They say um, the most, uh, later in the article, it, it has a thing about the, you know, the racial issues on the show. And then it talks about Love Island and it talks about, okay, it says, the Bachelor has never felt more like a relic of a reality dating series pace, a milk toast relative of Love Island or Love is Blind, which cast and puts in parentheses slightly more diverse contestants and evolve their formats accordingly. I, what is that based off of? I don't doubt that that might be true. I'm saying this article gives us no relevant facts. It's just a feeling that this writer has. So that's what they do. And you can't come back at them and go, well, I disagree. They go, you know, you're the evil one for defending The Bachelor. I, this happens with a lot of reality shows. It happens with the Kardashians where you're considered just an idiot for watching the Kardashians, and I don't believe that. I remember when Kim Kardashian did SNL, and she did such a fantastic job on SNL. And so I was like, good. So, so good. good, so funny, so aware and relevant. And I actually thought it was a mitzvah. It was like a good deed to her fans because like she, her fans now could go, you know, people were waiting to be like, look, that's your mm -hmm. idiot that you like. And it's like, no, she did a fantastic job and made those people proud. You saw after she did SNL, people were legitimately proud like it was a family member they were proud that it was something their boyfriend could watch the person that doesn't watch the show could watch there's something that they couldn't get shit on for so i'm just saying this like i don't believe this article if you sent it to me i i i, I have to say 
be a better consumer, better reader. If you are out there and you want to like harp on this narrative, the show's over, the show, then leave. Go ahead. The door's right there. We're playing 80s music. We're having a fun time. I'm wearing a wig. So that's my rant. Period. I'm sorry. No, I love that. That is, you really get, you put out so many really good points in there. And I'm glad you talked about that because like I read it very much surface level and didn't really think too much about it because I'm like, well, I'm still doing the podcast until. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> know what you I'm want me to say. Support. <laughs> the Bachelor audience is the most apologetic art. I, like, I do the live scream. You know how many people comment? I never watch the show. I only watch your recaps. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care if you never watch the show. That's fine. That's all I care about is that you like. Did you get a laugh out of this? Did you have That's fun? That's all we want. Did it, did it get your mind off of your shitty Monday? That's what TV is sometimes here for. So yeah. I, we can move on. I, I, I'm sorry to take this over, but I, like, I no. thought a lot about this. We, we, when I got this article, I, I spent the week thinking about this. And like, it, it is so interesting to me. It's like, these people always hated the show. They just want it to go away. And they want your fun to go away. No matter how mm -hmm. you have fun with it, they want it to go away. I, I, well, to move on from this, Victoria has been fun. <laughs> Victoria's on the show. Victoria yeah. has been a pleasure on social media. She took, what, and Agreed. I'm saying this because she, she used, but she's done it. She's done it with a lot of things. She's played along with the part of like being a contestant on The Bachelor. She's on the season. And I said that she looked like she was two horns away from being Maleficent in the church, um, church running of Snow White. And she literally dressed up as Maleficent. It was so good. I, um, Sam sent us that uh, TikTok. I know you saw it separately, but yeah, uh, I, she sent that TikTok and I opened it up and I was like, well, oh God, is this going to be some sort of like bachelor contestant going off or whatever? And the switch from you going, you know, she looks two horns off, blah, blah, blah. blah. All of a sudden it cuts to her in the whole outfit. The, the commitment, full thing. The commitment. The commitment. You're right. It, it was. Is unmatched. <laughs> And she, I know she's, I think she's a hair and makeup woman and, and has yeah, a big following on social media due to that. And it was really well done. It was very cool. I'm going to share once all my Instagram bachelor stuff goes away the later this week. But it was really funny really and funny. awesome. And, she, and she's been cool. So, I mean, I'll always give props to people on this show who are cool. Like, I, I yeah, that go with it. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, Christina Mandrell has been. Um, kind of poking around my stuff. I was and good. Been I didn't want to say it. anything, but yeah, I right. Think, I think there, it's really awesome to know that so many people from the show either listen or follow along or engage right. with us because it also makes it more fun for us right. in general. Like it makes it's like okay, we're actually the people who are on the show are seeing this too, and the fact that they're able to laugh along and like Absolutely. go with it is a game changer. Absolutely. I mean, Hannah Ann, remember her? Her mom used to watch my stuff. She's engaged and then, now. <laughs> and she's engaged. Congratulations, Hannah Ann. And congratulations, Hannah Ann's mom, who was very <laughs> sweet. When they did Hometowns, I remember she was like, oh, my God, next week is Hometowns. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to, like, make fun of this woman. You know, like, have to. <laughs> have it would to. be a disservice if she's, right. like, waiting. She's, like, letting you know, hey, Hometowns are next week. So uh, get your <laughs> right. girl. <laughs> Calling all my wedding honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, 
Honeylove is your go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized the compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash bachelor. Support our show and check out at honeylove.com slash bachelor. Honestly, I love Honey Love. I've been wearing it for years now. It's great, truly great for weddings when I go out and it doesn't squeeze me in the wrong place. It feels comfortable all the time and it's my favorite shapewear I've ever worn. And we've all been there, struggling to take off that tight piece of shapewear with the bathroom line out the door. The Superpower Short has 100% cotton gusset so you can skip the extra undies. Plus, it has a convenient opening at the panty area for a super easy bathroom. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing using your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body and not against it. Honey Love is just as easy to put on as it is to take off. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash bachelor. Use our exclusive link and get 20% off honeylove.com slash bachelor. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, let's get into today's episode. Here's a brief synopsis of what happened on this week's episode of The Bachelor. All right, the girls are so excited to cross the threshold of Bachelor Mansion. There's a helicopter, of course. Zach mansplains bad bitch energy while wearing pleather. And he fills the awkward silences with kissing. Lots of kissing. Yeah, there was a lot of making out. Zach is getting around a little bit. He's a little oh, bit of yeah. a kissing whore. Um, I, 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 honestly, most of the time we spend with each of the women is them kissing. I mean, that's what I was all that I've seen from Zach. And every time I uh, looked at the screen, he was kissing a new girl, which is, I guess, the whole point of the show. But in yeah. my mind, I think other Bachelor and Bachelorettes have moved slower in that process. Right. It feels Maybe. like... I don't know. He, yeah, he, he digs into make out territory pretty quickly. I don't know. What, what did you call this episode? We kind of have the same energy... <laughs> energy well here we are um i said boring batch energy uh yeah. it goes along with the whole theme we have lotto that comes on what about you yeah i i had big dad energy because zach does have like a dad like presence he's like yes he's definitely that friend who would be the designated driver he's like in a lot you know he's dressed a lot of times like he's like the young dad taking his kid to Disney World or he's the young dad taking his family to like a suburban Applebee's. And then they, we had the lotto scene where we're teaching the women or they're showing off their big bitch energy. So I, I went with that theme of big dad energy and the Christina Mandrell reveal that she has a child. That's a good during one, her one on one. So that was kind of part of the whole thing. Very true. So. That whole that whole lotto section, I know it's it's coming up in a bit, but that whole lotto section was crazy. <laughs> it was very like cheesy. Like I, I I guess we could get to it. They all we we start the episode where they're led into the house. Um, I've never seen 
20 women more excited to sleep in bunk beds in my entire life. Which is weird because did they not already sleep with the house? Like where were they? Where did they sleep no. the night before? I think night one is really truly like a cocktail party. And then I think, I mean, I don't know, obviously, but it, it does seem like they're like, okay, night one, you're coming here for the party. 10 of you are going to go. Then you're going to grab ah. your stuff and either your stuff's at the hotel. 10 of you are going to go to the hotel and go home. And the rest of you are going to go to the hotel, sleep tonight. And then we're going to have the big run into the house moment. And I mean, the house is a character in itself. Like you're, it is. you're moving into an iconic structure. And they haven't updated a single thing. Like, <laughs> like them panning around the house. It's so <laughs> like, uh, like gaudy and uh, right. kind of tacky. Uh, nothing's been updated since like season one. It is funny. You're right. I, I didn't notice until you said it just now. I didn't notice that it's like it does look very like this would be a McMansion in the 90s. Like it looks like it'd yes. be on a golf course in Florida and someone really like did it up in the 90s because they owned a, you know, a couple car dealerships. It does have that kind of vibe with like especially like, you know, the, the kitchen appliances. It just it all looks like a friend's house of a certain age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesse Palmer even said, um, he said something about, he was like, and we just sprayed down the driveway so it looks glossy <laughs> and uh, wet. But apparently it's supposed to, that makes, like, the girls' dresses, the reason why they wear sequins and stuff the first night is because the driveway is um, wet, and so it makes the sequins look even more sparkly. I love that. I, I mean, they do that on movie. They do that on movie sets too. Have you ever noticed? Like, it's always on TV and movies. I'm gonna the, pay the street's attention always now. Always wet too. Yeah, the, the, this is like a hot. And you know what? We kind of forget, and I think maybe got lost in the in the pandemic seasons. Is like they are in L.A. They are in Hollywood. Like yeah. one of the girls said it. Like I think the the one that came from uh, Vermont or the one that came from well, the girl that came from I, I you know North Dakota. She's like, I moved to L.A. to make this dream come true. It's like we forget that during the, like when this show came out, it was like American Idol. It was like this show. It was like mm -hmm. you're going to Hollywood like that kind of meant something in a certain yeah. time. Like it was huge. there is some nostalgia to that. You're in the Hollywood Hills. You're in L.A., baby. You know, so yeah. the house kind of does resemble a certain era. It does. And I love I kind of love that they haven't updated it. At first, right. I was like, ew, like maybe just a different couch. But right. <laughs> but you know what? Keep it. Never change. So we Jesse comes in, basically tells the women there's going to be everyone's going on a date, which I didn't realize that is something that they haven't done. last. Like last no. season, there were people that were like, I haven't been on a date, so, you know, whatever. So there were two group dates and one one on one date. The first group date is with. Lotto, who I, I didn't know. I knew her song. I didn't know mm -hmm. that was who made it. But Lotto's the girls gonna... didn't either. Let's be clear. No, yeah, they, didn't. <laughs> they all came. Like, <laughs> Lotto's standing there on the stage, and all the girls are like looking around, like, okay, who's gonna <laughs> tell me who this is? Um, right. I, at least we get to hear the song. Well, at least we get to hear the song playing. Like we're hearing the song, and I'm going, oh. okay, I'm assuming this is her song. You know, like I. And so the you know Lotto's big bitch energy, which was a huge hit, 
and it's um, they're gonna do the catwalk and do their best big bitch. It's big bitch energy, right? I think it's, that- I think it's bad bitch. Bad bitch energy. Okay, bad bitch energy. <laughs> I don't know. Big dick energy. Big bad bad bitch. Bad bitch energy. You're right. Um, <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> same thing. Uh, which I in what world would the producers or whoever put this together? They were like, you know what? Zach needs a bad bitch. <laughs> Right, like the I, I, opposite, the opposite of what we need. Zach actually needs. He doesn't need Victoria or Tajwan or whoever that Courtney girl was. I've never seen her before in my life. No, he needs a, a Costco bitch. Uh, he needs an Olive Garden bitch. A he Disney needs adult. a Disney bitch. Yeah, he the bad bitch is not. Yeah, I wouldn't put him with. You know, uh, but I, I didn't really. Did you think it was like him judging? I, I kind of saw it as like, you're just going to do this bad bitch walk and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Like, it was kind of awkward how loose it was. They were like, okay, let's warm up with some light dancing in the middle of a bar during the daytime. And I was like, yeah. I was like getting cringy as I was watching this. They're like, and they asked me, like, are you a good dancer? He's like, no. And I'm happy they got that shot of him, but like, they're just in a random empty bar that's not opened yet, just dancing. Yeah, it felt very improv or like <laughs> last minute. Even the the props when they came out and they were like, the first girl came out and she had on, it looked like she had on chrome boots for like gloves, but they were, but they were chrome gloves. Where are they getting these? The props just looked so silly. It was like a I little, would rather it was a little cheap. Out. Yeah. Right. It they looks and cheap. Th- it was a little cheap, uh, like cat does cat ears, of course, and I think Mer- Mercedes. But I, I guess the big, um, the person who like they claim crush it, she was a dancer. Um, yes, that you know, was. I can tell you, I have the girls up because you know they don't give us their names for right <laughs> at all. The I, NBA oh, dancer, she Kylie? was like, yes, Kylie. She came up and did like bar mitzvah dancing. Um, it was, you know, it was all fun and games. And then the big turn was that they're going to have Bachelor alumni on to help, you know, bring the bad bitch energy. And it was Victoria, um, who we now know from Paradise, um, who's now, I guess, in on the Rolodex of like iconic, quote unquote, Bachelor contestants. Courtney, who I had no memory of, and Tajwan. I remember yes, Tajwan. I don't know. I know Tajwan. She's been on multiple seasons of Paradise. She's also mm-hmm. from like uh, a season pretty long ago. I want to say either Pete's season or um, Colton, like a long time ago. Tajwan's right. been around for a while, but man, poor girl always gets screwed over. Right. I mean, so they kind of have this like judge but not judge thing. And then they go from like, we're going to show our physical bad bitch energy. And now we're going to show our mental bad bitch energy. And it Mm -hmm. turned into like the, it went from like the talent portion of the night to the like spoken word portion. Yeah. It was kind of a, and, and I, I understand they're like, this is empowering. Like they want, (laughs) it is funny. The bachelor like still feels the need to like, Oh man, we better do something empowering. And they like everyone, they have everyone tell their story. 
and you know, some of them are very nice. Brianna talks about starting a business. And then we get to Brooklyn, who's like, let's take shots. And you're like, ah, the bachelor's there always going to bachelor. Yeah, there right. we go. That's that's what we were missing, you know. I and one of the girls, one of the girls, I think it was um uh I don't remember. I don't remember which girl it was, but she comes up and she was like, Well, the time that I've been a bad bitch is like, you know, I kind of just moved to LA and I'm here, I'm doing a show, right. so <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, they very there was a very large range in what made someone's bad bitch list and someone else's bad like one woman said literally was like, move to Tennessee and you're the only ten I see. And I was like, oh my God. Like <laughs> he misunderstood the assignment. There, so there was confusion. I think that was Bay- Bailey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dancing was so weird. And I remember Bailey dancing like vividly. And it, she did one of the, you know, uh, got down and then rubbed her butt up against him. Right. But like they're on like a fuzzy carpet at that time. And I'm like, and he's trying to like spin them. I'm like, bro, they're in heels on a shag carpet. What do you mean? <laughs> I Well, you know what? It's I, I, It was actually like, as far as Zach was concerned, I think they're just going to keep having him in awkward moments and Have we're going to find out the people who can like nail the catwalk are probably not for Zach. And the people that are like a little bit awkward and bizarre are going to be the ones he's probably going to be drawn to more. Because yes. then they get to the the cocktail hour portion of this. Um, and he talks with the memorable conversations to me, and and please add on if I'm missing any. Yeah. Catherine, Catherine, who is intentionally dating, and she mentions being intentional at least six dozen times. It's oh, like, yeah, Julia Roberts. <laughs> right, Julia Roberts, who's in te- dating intentionally. What do you, what is your... Like, what is your when she talks about how I'm dating intentionally, unlike in college when I was just fucking around, which I I, I don't even understand. Like, how do you take that? Like, to me, they always go ahead. What do you you think when she talks about Uh, being an intentional dater? I don't think I've ever not been intentional. Like, if I'm going to be in a relationship with someone, like if I'm going out on multiple dates with you, if I'm um, considering a relationship with you, like. I have the intention of, uh, you know, a long-term relationship. I don't know if she's talking about more of like, oh, well, let's just see what happens and go with the flow day by day, that kind of a thing, or what? I'm not, I'm kind of unclear, but that's how I took it is like, she's dating to marry. She uses the word so much, it's as if she had a word of the day calendar and this was the last day that she looked at. And she's just reusing the word a thousand times. She, it, it comes off and feel, I, I, feel free to disagree, but it comes off as this weird statement that is a judgment on how other people date. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's a lot uh, geared towards men. This is something to tell men. I want a serious relationship without having to say it. Like to me, it's her insecurities. When she keeps saying, I'm dating intentionally. It is to avoid saying I'd like a boyfriend, which every guy assumes they're on a date with a woman who wants a boyfriend. I whether they're right or yeah. wrong, every guy assumes it. Like you know, so and and I would say I agree with you. The idea that you're on a date unintentionally, like I don't even know like the you're opposite just out of there that. For, 
You're putting on a full face of makeup and, you know, going out on a Wednesday night uh, for just because. Right. It's like, like if I'm it's going like, out it, on a date with a stranger, like it's because I'm like, OK, let me get to know this guy because I'm trying to I'm looking for a relationship. So I don't understand. Right. It's like when guys on dating apps are like, so what are you looking for on here? And I'm like, right. Well, what do you well I'm on a dating app. So uh, right. <laughs> I'm looking to huh? date and get to know someone and maybe like them enough to keep getting to know them. And then uh, maybe we'll have a couple months together or a few months together, or maybe we'll stay together forever and we'll be the happiest marriage alive. Like, what are you, what are yeah. we talking about here? I, and, and it's one of those things that she keeps repeating because it sounds smart, but it is not smart. She is mm-hmm. saying nothing. And Zach does this a lot. Zach is a big best friend and dating intentionally. And like, it gets to the point of annoying to me. Like his it person. gets to the point of his person. His he person. says that exactly. every five seconds. Now, now, the other conversation that stuck out to me was the Brianna one, which kind of foreshadows what goes on later. Yeah. But Brianna's, I, I do understand where she's coming from. Brianna basically says, I can't, I got America's Rose, so I got past the first episode, but that doesn't mean that Zach gave me a rose. And, you know, if Zach had, like, called her down during the rose ceremony, the first one, and be like, hey, I know America gave this to you, but I'm giving this to you as well. I don't think she would have this kind of feeling. I, I did kind of understand why she would feel insecure. What did you think? See, I think I felt the opposite. Really? I, okay, I, I did make fun of it. I did say, say oh, yeah. so sorry, America loves me. You know, but, like, but I, uh, go ahead. I saw this as somewhat manipulative um like i i I do understand that again america gave her this rose and and who knows if it was america that actually voted it wasn't just like you know cast air producers being like make sure it's brianna whatever right but the the like crying and the dramatics of it all felt Mm. very like woe is me trying to guilt him into giving her a rose and um, I think it kind of backfired because she didn't get um, the rose that right. night. And I don't know. It felt, re- it, to me, it felt very manipulative. And then seeing later what we, right. what we do, it all kind of fits together. I guess the stuff later, I mean, we could get into it now um, because why not? I, I didn't even comment on it during the episode because I was like, this is too ridiculous to even explain. Like, I was like, I can't tell her how to feel, right? Like, you can't tell her. But there were so many instances later. So we get to the end of the show. To skip ahead to the end of the show, Brianna basically says that she, at the first Rose, at the first Rose Sarah cocktail party, uh, Christina Mandrell came up to her and said, I hate you, JK, because she had the rose and was wearing a rose dress. And they replay it. And you watch the interaction. You go, yeah, this is an insecure Christina Mendrell making a joke about being insecure herself. Like, it's actually admitting insecurity. Right. Because she's saying, like, I hate you because you're doing better than me in this game, which on night one, it is a game. And then Brianna, who then says now during the this rose ceremony, she looks at the camera. And she goes, I've thought about it a lot. Now I feel bad, which I was like. Get out of here. Why? I, 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 
she's kind of had revisionist history on this because now Christina's gotten a one-on-one date. She, Christina now has a rose. It seems like she's jealous of Christina for having the rose that she doesn't anymore. And now she's found a way to make Christina the villain in this scenario. That Yeah, I, I, after that, I was like, oh, this person came with a plan a little bit, right? The whole thing is really weird because I don't know about you, but I... Watching, rewatching that old clip, the the clip from her saying that, there's no part of me that would ever take that seriously as though like, oh, this girl has it out. Like that was a clear joke. Like that's how girls talk to each other. Like, oh my God, I hate you. You look so good. Like, why would you? That's what she said. (laughs) Right. Honestly, honestly, um, when she said it on the first episode, I thought they showed it. Because it was going to be like foreshadow for the end of that episode. It foreshadowed something completely different and surprising. It doesn't, like, what it doesn't it make sense. And then she right. goes up and, and confronts her about it. Christina handles right. it amazing. I, I audibly said, I was like, wow, she handled, she's handling this great. Because she could have right. jumped on the defense and been like, what are you talking about? Like, I would have done that right. personally. But Christina was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I totally hear what you're saying. I did not mean it in that way at all. I was just, you know, and right. completely took that, took ownership of it, didn't even question it. She took it, the loss. But a, yeah. She was like, I'm going to take the L and mm-hmm. move on. And then Brianna still goes and tells Zach about it. Right. And And it's interesting because... Uh, she was like, do you want me to tell you who it is? And Zach's like, nah, I want to be excused from this narrative. He's like, well, you don't have to. I... <laughs> this is this kind of brings us back to the Tajwan situation because it does feel like Zach watched Clayton season in a classroom with a professor with a public speaking coach, with a PR coach, with like yeah. it feel because the way he handled Brianna being like, I don't want to be a part of drama. This is something I'm gonna remove myself from. He watched Clayton get involved in this shit. He watched Clayton get grilled for being the one that was like gonna like hash it out and take the side of the person complaining. And and he watched it blow up in Clayton's face. And now we go back to the Tejuan situation because Tejuan shows up to the group date, interrupts, mm-hmm. says, I want to come on to the show, and kind of half-ass, kind of like in a half-ass way. She's like, I just see myself with him. I just, I, I don't know. And then Zach, like, goes off with her, comes back, and he has this, like, kind of convenient, heroic moment to be like oh, i so told smug her smug about it he was so smug. Right. like before he was like well she wanted to be with me or come back on the show and i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> right like and and, and it was it kind of felt like i'm not one to like accuse producer plants but this felt like they were like they cast tajuan who has been on the show a million times as you said to be like hey Act like you want to come back on the show. Talk like you want to date him. Maybe you'll end up on the show. And then they went to him and they were like, hey, here's your chance to look like the most awesome dude in America because the because mm. you're doing exactly what Clayton didn't do. Didn't Clayton let somebody back on? Who was the one that showed up? At, uh, or Matt James? It was Matt, Matt James. James. Matt James. Heather showed up and she ended up staying 
right. for a bit. And then when people her, were mad. And people were mad. But the thing is, like, Brianna said something really smart because all the girls were like, this is not fair. We've been here, blah, blah, blah. It's our turn. But Brianna was like, bless her for saying this because, yes. Um, she said, well, if he has a genuine connection with her, why wouldn't she, why wouldn't right. she, like, he let her stay? Like, it wouldn't make sense. So, but he acts as though, as if he's like, I'm not going to do this to you guys. But it's like, right. What, what if you did feel something for her? You're still going to send her home? Right. It, it, it was all a little too convenient and felt, I mean, both of those storylines, him telling Tajwan to go, uh, that she, he doesn't want her coming back and, and not asking to hear about the drama. It was like he was following the feet in the snow of what the internet told him to do, yeah. uh, told men to do on other seasons. Like it was really, cause I actually wrote down, I was like, this all seems like it was casted and written out for him. Calculated, fully it felt scripted. Very, totally. And you know, even she, you know, then she goes and says, I wrote it down. She was like, she comes back on the show and she says, um, Bad bitches don't cry. Like she had a line. She's like, and bad the producer, bitches. Don't. The producer was like, well, sometimes they do. I'd be <laughs> bad like, bitches the cry. So <laughs> smack the shit. Out of what are you, his fairy, her fairy godmother? Get the fuck out of here! Don't talk to me. You just embarrass me again. <laughs> now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly... It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, so then we get the, um, so Zach gives the, the, um, the rose to Catherine, mm-hmm. who gets who takes the rose with intention, as she always says, as she and, does, <laughs> as she does, as she does. What did What did you think of her getting the rose? I was I, surprised I, that she got the rose. I mean, I because he kissed so many girls during that time, right. and he kissed her, and so I mean, I thought they had a good conversation, but I didn't think it was. I don't know. I I have yet to hear a conversation. With Zach and another woman, besides Christina, I think they actually, I don't know if it was just because of the the one-on-one or what, but Mm. he has not had a meaningful conversation at all. Every single conversation that he has had is very, very surface level. I mean, just like, I can feel something there is with you. You seem like a good person. Like, I'm looking for my person and you are too, so... Cool. Best friend, best friend, my person, intentional, best friend, I like my parents. Yeah, it's all, 
it's all very 26 to me. Like I and yeah. I I can't expect him to uh, really give us more. And but you know the Christina Mandrell date, we go to that and they he picks her up for the date. Um, the big thing hovering above it is that she has to tell him that she is a mom, uh, which he doesn't know yet. And then they're gonna go. They get in the car. He says he's a Nickelback fan, which surprised LOL. absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh, okay. The guy from Anaheim? Are. Of course, of course. Everything makes sense. Christina says she loves Nickelback, too. Um, and they go on a helicopter. The helicopter date, you know, is very bachelor. It's almost cliche bachelor at this point. I have it on my over. bingo card. The helicopter the- date was on my bingo card. I was like, <laughs> of course it is. There it is. Uh, the women point at it as if any helicopter above the house is must be a bachelor date. And then they land it at his childhood home, and they're going to go to a barbecue that is his mom's birthday party. What did you think of the barbecue and the birthday party and Christina? Why at do they the keep doing party? this? This they did this last. They did this with Michelle, right? Um, as well, and they she brought Brandon home to meet her entire right. family. This and it's was really like the early. First, yeah, it was like the first one-on-one or something. It was like. Right at the beginning. Why do they keep doing this? Because, well, I think it's because it'll mainly cause drama the second they get back. But I do like that Christina didn't say anything. Well, that that is interesting. I mean, I it is it's kind of it is unfair because there's no way of not becoming more involved with someone after they've met with your parents or right. less involved. It's it's one or the other. If they stay, you've become more connected. If they go, it's because it just didn't work with your family. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's kind of this like, you know, it's like it's like being on the, you know, playing a board game and it's like take five steps ahead, five steps backwards. So, yeah, they you know, and it goes well. I mean, like Christina did things that it would make me cringe at my if I brought her to my parents house without, you know, on a first date, she gives a toast like at the mom's birthday party. So weird. She, and I'll, she, where was the uncle? I don't know. Yeah, where was David Putty? No David Putty. We I was were... looking for him. I was like, come right. on. He's got to be here. I was like, that was my first initial thought was, yeah. oh, my family's birthday party. My uncle's going to be here. I was like, great. We're already kicking it off with the famous uncle. Right. Wearing the eight ball jacket, doing stuff from the Emperor's New Groove. You know, like it, it did. Um, it, it, it was a lackluster. You know, they, the other family members were there in their party shirts. Every single guy there, the every old man at that party looked like they were like taken in a van from the Home Depot and like given a colorful shirt. Like none yeah. of that none of the shirts looked like they were theirs. None of the those men looked like they wanted to be at a party. They were just <laughs> like, "Hey, they had like an open casting call at a Home Depot and they're like, "Hop in, put on this Tommy Bahama. You're going to a birthday party today." It was very like, awkward. What? Not even, not even actually his family. It's just random guys that they just <laughs> right. like picked up from Home Depot. Are you free this afternoon? Because yeah. we got a party. <laughs> we got a pool. We got some. We got some burgers. We got some dogs. And then she talks to his cousins and sisters, or he has one sister, and he says, and she says, the sisters like, I just want you to know he's a. Gen-. This was like crazy. She goes, I want you to know he's a gentleman. He's a good guy. You know, we want to find the right woman for him. And then Christina's like, oh, also, don't mean to interrupt. He's also hot as hell. And you're like, 
Christina, stay, uh, stay on family time. What are yeah, we talking about? What? Here? Like the, <laughs> so, so out of pocket. I don't know. The family date's interesting because then you get to the um, dinner portion of the date where she right. has to tell him that she's a mom, but and his reaction is obviously valid. But he was like, you know, that's just a lot. And it's like, you know what's a lot? Going to your parents' house on a first date. <laughs> that's Fair. also yeah. a lot. Um, it is funny, though, that he comes on this show to like, he's like, it, it, it is jarring. You came on the show to make a connection. You go, wow, she's hanging. People like her. Mm-hmm. Now we're at dinner and she's like, and I got a five-year-old. And he's like, now I got to decide. Big bomb. And now he has to decide, do I like her and want to continue, which he probably had already decided he did, and and do I want to be a father? Because Christina did a thing that was, like, very interesting. She kept talking, like, I'm looking for, like, someone to help me with this baby. Like, she wasn't talking, like, that's my uh -uh. kid and I want someone who loves my kid. Usually the moms that come on the show, they're like, I just want someone who's, like, Gonna be cool with my kid. This Christina spoke in a tone that was like, I'm looking for like, you know, help with, you know, school pickup. She's literally said she was like, I don't want to do this alone. She was like, I want, right. you know, I want somebody who's gonna be there for Blakely May, but also like, for me. <laughs> but she said right. that she was like, but also right. for me. Like, I need fucking help. I was like, yeah, okay. I I, I, I would have, I mean, I would have been gone. I, I gotta say. I I not no I offense to any. I thought he was any... going to. He he wrestled he with it. He kept her. I was very surprised. I mean, it felt like an adrenaline pick. He was like, "Yeah, I could be a dad. I could be a dad." Like it felt like he looked in the <laughs> mirror and was like, "Yeah, I could play catch. I could I could do Blakely May. I could, I could do it. I could do you know princess parties and tea parties. You know, like I was like, it felt like a rash decision a little bit. It did feel like a rash decision, and like he wasn't fully thinking about it. And I right. thought he was going to I thought he was going to not choose her. But what I did like um, how he handled the situation was when he was talking about, you know, I also want a family. I also um, right. have these goals. But instead of saying start a family, he said um, build upon. He was like or family mm. to build upon, which I think was very supportive language. He again, this is. Example number, you know, five at this point of him speaking very well. Like, he's almost, like, been coached up politically. Mm -hmm. It was like he was coached up by a political advisor to go on The Bachelor and be a man on The Bachelor because he did say everything right. He even said, he's like, this is scary. This is something that's come out of the blue. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I th- that might be something I'm not going to sign up for. And she's like, thank you. I appreciate you being real with me. Like, he does. But I also, I believe him in the way I believe, like, a politician. You know, like, I, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I know you want to win and you want to be liked. But I also kind of believe you do want to be in public office. Like, so I do kind of believe he does want to be there. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fully believe he wants to be there. So Christina gets the rose. Uh, Zach says he'll be a father. And um, <laughs> Zach commits to <laughs> fatherhood. Right. And then we go to the second group date and it's just a cocktail party, right? Yeah, I think it was just a cocktail party. I don't think there was anything other than just like, hey, girls, you can have more time with him. Like, 
but we're not going to give you an activity. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I'll get to that in my, you know, my fuck, marry, kill or my hometown fantasy suites. Yeah. Go home. Uh, because I what did you think? So Ariel has the conversation where she like she's like, let's write down something vulnerable. And then she writes down. Will you kiss me? It was cutesy. Ariel has the same monotone voice as Zach. They have the same exact voice. Well, now I can't, I can't unhear, I can't. So every time I see Ariel, I think about what you said in the first, um, about the first episode, how like she came on hot, like complaining. And I think she said something, she was like, it just never works or something, said something along those lines again. I was like, yes, come back with the complaining, come back with that because that's all I can think about now. (laughs) The one Jewish chick in the house comes in, the flight took forever, they lost my luggage, never works (laughs) out for me, it's freezing in here. Is this how you make a drink? Like I do keep expecting her. <laughs> it was so really funny. funny. It was really yeah. funny. That's but now every time I see Ariel, that is all I can think about. Right. Yeah. I mean, her thing was cutesy, I guess. And then Zach, um, the whole I guess the whole thing was taken over by Gabby, who had never spoke to him before. Which yes, Gabby is the is the Charlie D'Amelio dupe. Um, the <laughs> the maple looks- syrup, Vermont. She's the 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 Vermont version yeah. of Charlie D'Amelio, and she is like having a full freak out, which is interesting because when Christina got the one on one date, Gabby was the first person to be like, "I'm so happy for you because I know how much this meant to you," and right. it's like. Well, it's, I bet it would mean a lot to everyone to have the right. first one-on-one date. What do you mean? So what are now you talking her, about? Now her having a full panic over not ever talking to Zach is really interesting because now she's like, well, I haven't gotten time with him and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And she almost talks herself into, like, bombing because then she talks to him and she does the thing that, like, you can't do. You can't try and go over the top of the guy who's the bachelor. It's like, yeah, like I, I'll give an example. I've had like, if you're approaching someone, don't be bold, but then also be sarcastic and an asshole. Like she was like, what should I call you? Zachy, Zachy Poo, Zach, Zachariah, what should I call you? And it's like, how about you take it down a notch? Say hello, be normal. Like, I don't want your fucking nickname. I don't even know you yet. Yeah, Why are you I talking? I don't even know you. I had someone point. I had someone DM me once and it's like you're DMing me. You I don't know you. You seem to know me. You seem to think that we could go on a date or something and she wrote like five reasons you should go out with me. And like the first reason was like I'm way funnier than you. Like so much funnier than you that it's like not even funny. And and I'm like I like I, I, it's what? okay if you are. How about you make a funny fucking joke and then I'll believe you. You know, like I, and also I'm not looking to date someone to do stand up for me. Like I'm, you know, like, right. and it's like, but sometimes this happens where someone's insecure and to mask their insecurity, they come in with this like too muchness. And I think Gabby did that with the whole nickname. And you could feel Zach was like, this ain't work. It felt weird. It felt awkward. It felt like off. Forced. Forced is a great word, but so I don't know if she, I mean, she ended up sticking around. Right. Well, 
she saves herself. She does come back. Let me let me give her credit. She comes back at the rose ceremony cocktail party, and she has another conversation with him where it does go well. They have, you know, she wants to lady in the tramp a Reese's cup. And they eat the Reese's Cup together, like Lady in the Tramp style. I didn't even know that was like something that could be used as a, a verb. I feel like it's too, <laughs> yeah. But also, I feel like the Reese's Cup is so small. Right. It was a little too. <laughs> Don't go with the minis if you're going to tramp shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so then um, he he seems to hit it off most with, oh, Brooklyn, they lasso a cat, a fake cattle. Brooklyn kind of really good. I like Brooklyn. I think she is um, a really interesting choice for the show because I don't think we've seen anybody like her that has this like, you know, she's a barrel racer and a cattle and she does all this rodeo stuff. I think that's so cool. I like her. She seems tough. And Brooklyn was the first to say, I don't want to hear about your experience with Zach. I I, I want he's my man. So it does feel like Brooklyn came here to play. It came came here to win the guy, which I like. I'm into that. I think that she's going to be it did it kind of felt like they were foreshadowing her villain turn. It felt like she's going to be someone we're going to hear from mm-hmm. kind of battling it out, which is fun. But I think I think her approach is really smart because I think half of the battle of this show is the mental is the mm-hmm. mental uh, part of it, where it's like you're thinking about him being with other girls. You're thinking about, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeing him kiss other girls. You're seeing him flirt with other girls. Protect your peace. Right. And <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to get up, and I'm going right. to walk out. I don't want to see it. And I think that right. is really smart. And it shows you, like, she's not part. She's not here for the camaraderie as much, which is like, okay, you're going to be friends. a fun character. Not here to make friends. Yeah. And then, the you know, the other conversation that was the big one was um, was Jess. So he is seemingly hit it off with Jess both episodes. Jess yeah. kind of looks a little bit like she could be his sister. Jess... So, like, innocent and just very, like, green. She's boring. Boring. I mean, she's the she was the first one out of the limo. And right. she had her shoulders up to her ears with nerves. It, right. I don't know. But I think that's, I mean, like, to me, she's, like, female version of Zach a little bit. He's a little mm-hmm. bit boring. She's a little bit boring. They're both young. Um, they had this kiss where they both had matching hands on each other's cheeks. Like they had yeah. this like weird, they were palming each other's skulls while kissing. It just looked like they were making out with themselves. It was like, it was kind of weird. Well, they were talking about at one point, um, the girls were talking about how much tongue is used. And right. Jess was like, I didn't know that people use tongue every time they kissed or something. I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, I guess, it's, I, I guess it depends on the person and the kiss and all that. Like you have to feel out the situation. Right, the way she talked about it felt very young and new to all of this. I mean, th- I would describe them both as Melba toast. You know, like I, I just felt very dry cracker. You know, to like, yes, you know, yes. like in in a sense. So I I didn't I I think that's where they're connecting to tell you the truth. And you said that last time. I think. Yeah, I think I think they're both the same with charity. I think they're um, they're both the same kind of like cheesy tacky not right tacky is the wrong word but like cheesy and um 
silly and just like a little awkward. Yeah, Charity had that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it is. I think you're very right. So then we go to the 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 rose ceremony, and we already talked about the Brianna stuff where she kind of tried to make Christina the villain, and it didn't really work. And then, um, and then Zach does sit with Brianna and say that she has walls up. And it's like, I it, it, I mean, he said it pretty well where he was like, it feels like we're always talking serious. He's like, I like to be goofy yeah. and fun. And, and it's like, but then she ends up staying. We have the, you know, the rose ceremony. And the only ones to leave are Kat and Kimberly, who look like uh, they could be sisters themselves. I thought... We were going to keep Cat for longer. I am so I'm surprised. Upset. I am so upset Cat is gone. Cat was the, and we haven't even talked about her yet because, but she was, who's the guy? Justin that did all the facial expressions? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. She's yes. the new Justin. She had so many fun facial expressions. She was big in personality. She kept with the cat theme. She, you know, on the runway, she did the cat stuff. I mean, I I put her in our weekly categories. We're gonna we'll, we'll get to her later, but I I I was a cat fan. Fun to make fun of. Fun to have on the show. Very sad to see her go, Kimberly. We barely even met you. Um, let's go to the categories. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Okay, so would you rather? Do you want to start us off? Sure. I said connect with someone and realize they have a baby or connect with someone and realize they're married. So so you connect with someone, you have a great first date, and at the end of the first date, they're like Christina Mandrell, and they're like, I have to tell you, I have a five-year-old. Or you have a great first date, and they're like, I have to tell you, I'm actually married. What would you rather? I guess the kid, because... Then if they were married, it's like, well, what are you doing even, like, seeing me? Right. right. You're also a liar. Because, like, yeah, you're also, but, like, I guess you could have a random connection with someone who's married and you don't necessarily have to be on a date. And you could just, like, be in a situation. But in my head, I'm like, it would be, uh, I would feel better with the kid, I guess. I think. Right. What about you? I, I, I'm, not, I'm un, <laughs> unclear about my answer. That's I, I get it because like it's a tough one to answer because it's like, uh, you know, you're like in a perfect world. I connect with someone. We can start our lives together and we can be intertwined and have our own 
kids and family. But then, you know, if they are married, you're like, oh, how did we get to this point? Would you ever do this to me? And yeah. then the person with a kid, you go, yeah, I, I think you're great. But now I have to rethink how I look at who we are as a couple because and again, it's, this isn't to like against someone with a kid who's out there dating. This is just to say you find out later on. I think the way Zach found out, because usually when someone has a kid, that's like their first opening. Yeah. Like, they come out of the limo and they go, here's a picture of the love of my life. And it's their kid. And you go, oh, my God. And now, you know, like, OK, now it's in front of me. This I actually think it's kind of unfair the way Christina did it. Oh sense. yeah, just yeah, told him after the fact. I think I think it could have been sooner, but I think she wanted to not that this is correct, but I think she wanted to have him get to know her first before she was like, "Oh, by the way, here's all of my baggage." Right. I well, I guess I didn't say that Christina's the villain, but here's the thing. In and later on when they do the previews for next episode, they start hinting at Christina being the villain. And it does, and and kind of to go back to Christina, like when Zach comes out to the, you know, the the rose ceremony cocktail hour, he's like, Christina, big day for us. You met my family, and then all the other women are like, Wait, what? She met your family? And she's mm. like, Yeah, I didn't tell them yet. And it's like, Christina's smarter than we want to believe. Christina is here for the game. Christina's here. And I think when you come on this show, like when people cry when they're kicked off the show, I never like think less of them. I get it. You're in this contained space. You start thinking of your own life and your own dating life. It's not even about the guy. It's about, oh my God, I'm always getting turned down and I came on a show and I put my life aside. So there's tunnel vision involved with being on this show. I think when you have a kid and you come on this show and you're like, I'm coming on to find so and as she put it, someone to help me with my child, like she mm -hmm. is like a super villain, you know, like she's like a like yeah. a like a maniacal like there is something like super powered about her. I mean, she's she is hiring. <laughs> right. She is in, <laughs> Christina's hiring and she always like ever in every situation she's biting her lip like. Zach will walk in, she bites her lip. They're in the middle of their conversation and she's right. just biting her lip. And I'm like, oh, she's out for blood. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because there was one point during the live stream where I was about to call her a, it seemed like she was always posing for a thirst trap. Yeah. And I didn't do it. And it does, she does have that vibe where like every time she figures out where the camera is or like that she's like, it does feel like she's posing for a like gym selfie mm -hmm. all the time. <laughs> so. She's always, she's, she can feel the camera from a mile away. It, it, it feels like that, but I, Hey, listen, um, what would, what was your, would you rather? I said, would you rather, um, show up to meet someone and then get sent home right away or stay and everybody hates you? Um, I'd rather go home. I don't want to be uncomfortable. Same. You're already in a house in a bunk bed. You're already like no phone, no TV, and everyone hates me. Like, I don't even get to talk to anybody. Like that to me, yeah. it's just a lonely life. You know, how long can you last in solitude? I agree. I think I'd rather just go home because uh unless I actually felt 
some sort of really strong connection with the guy. Like Tejwan didn't really, I mean, you don't know anything about Zach right. at all. Like why would right. you even consider staying or wanting to stay? Yeah. That's why it felt so planned as if she was in on it. Like it didn't feel like yeah. she like really cared to stay. She was just there to rabble rouse, you know? Yeah, it just it didn't feel it didn't feel I would have gone home. Okay, so fantasy suite, hometown, or send home. This is our version of Fuck Mary oh, Kill. Fantasy suite, hometown, send home. Helicopter date, cocktail hour date, bad bitch energy, catwalk date. Immediately send home bad bitch energy catwalk date. <laughs> okay. Helicopter date includes meeting his parents, by the way. Oh fuck, right. Okay. Then I would I would do cocktail hour date as fantasy suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send home the bad bitch energy catwalk date. And then I would hometown helicopter. I think I would do that just because, I mean, like, for a lot of people, I think meeting someone's family, especially on the first date, is pretty intense. But I think I could look at it in a way of... um not that deep, not that serious. Like, right. you know what? Let's like do something, but I'd rather go on the helicopter date and meet your family than, you know, not go on the helicopter date and meet your family. <laughs> I'm, I'm cocktail hour date is my hometown because that's just the best date. The fantasy suite. I'm doing bad bitch energy catwalk date because at least you're drinking and you get to meet Lada uh, and, what at least there's a fun date at the end. The helicopter date, I don't see anything good in it. It's like I gotta talk, I gotta scream over this helicopter. I gotta wear the headphones that make me look like a Muppet. I gotta like <laughs> I gotta you gotta meet my yeah. parents. My parents, you you know, coming to my house for the first date ain't the same as Zach's. You know, they're all calm and like, oh, welcome, son. My mom's like, take off your shoes. Like it's just like not Yeah. I can't have that date. <laughs> the vibes off right away. Like um, so, let's do top contestant. Who did you love? I think I like Greer. I think really. I think she. I think so. I think I. I think Greer is a good choice for Zach, just because I think she's kind of carefree <laughs> and um, and I think he needs to feel like. I think with her, he'll feel like he's a man and making choices and this and that because she's so much younger. This is the surprise of the century. I, I mean, know, we didn't I, see I much know. of her. I think I, we didn't see much of her, but I think I still, I just, I don't know. I think Greer's going to stick around. What about you? I had, my top contestant in this episode was Kat. I just loved her facial expressions. I loved her. She is great. I was, the fact that she kept doing cat shit was fucking amazing. When she got called for the group date, her face, like literally her head almost turned on its neck like she was on The Exorcist. It was crazy. I know. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I just, I'm so sad she's gone. I'm just, uh, I, we barely even knew you, cat. I didn't think that I was going to like her until, like, until she was sent home. And I was like, oh, damn. Right. Cat's going home? She- she had childlike wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the TikTok song? Oh, is that Melanie? 
oh, too bad, or something like that. I yeah, right. right. I'm no, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sad for her. Um, what about your IG rising star? So we didn't see much of this woman, but I f- have a feeling she is becoming beloved by the audience. Um, Anastasia, is that her name? Mm-hmm. How do you say her name? Yeah. She keeps wearing a little bit pantsuity items. Yeah, she, keeps she is. Wear- <laughs> she keeps wearing pantsuits, which in a w- certain way endears her to a certain segment of the audience. There, I can feel it. Like people, like I've gotten a couple comments, like "Don't come for Anastasia, don't come for her," because she's also the oldest in the house, I think. So mm-hmm. there seems to be a love for her in a way that's almost irrational. It's very um, grocery Joe. Like we've created a a a background for her because of the pantsuits that doesn't exist, but it, now it exists. So. I think she's going to be doing je- just fine on social. I think she got? is. T- I think that's a good one. I said Christina. So we found out Christina was in a Taylor Swift music video. I heard about this and she's uh, she's posted it. Yeah. So it's her Taylor Swift 15 um, music video. And there's a little clip of Christina in it. So I think this is going to she's already a content creator. Like that's her job. Right. And I think this Nashville. Taylor Swift, yeah, I think this Taylor Swift video is going to just bump her up even more in uh, the fans' eyes. Right, and let's let's just say maybe Taylor gets word of it and she mentions it, like you know, then she becomes like fucking Harry Styles level at that point. Right, right. you never know. Who'd you have as the villain? Uh, Brianna, I think. Yeah. I, I think her first move telling Zach about her feeling insecure about not getting his rose, but America's rose is valid. But the drama around it, like the crying and the that felt very performative and manipulative to me. And then her making this whole I hate you, JK, into something was, I don't know, icky. It was icky. It was annoying. It was like she knew it it felt like she knew she was going to like, I mean, Look how quickly Christina Mandrell folded. I oh, mean, yeah. she folded like a box. Like immediate fold was like, nope, I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the person that bullied. Don't make me that. Like she was, and it felt a little bit like Brianna knew like, oh, okay, I got something on this person. It, it was mm-hmm. icky. I agree with the word icky because I, I was like, you know, I'm making fun of the show. I'm making jokes. And I was like, I don't even know how to explain this because it's so kind of petty. It's petty. It's so, so petty to bring this up just to, I, and it, we have seen time and time again that bringing drama to the lead right. never works out in your favor, ever. It doesn't help. Yeah. No, Don't go it, to their it, room to have a chat with them. Don't bring right. drama to them because all it's going to do is ruin the night for everyone else. Zach could have like canceled the cocktail party or some shit and because right. Brianna, because he would have to like, stop this fight between these two like don't do it right right and he handled it probably the best way it could have been handled to tell you the truth like him just being like i don't want in on that and getting awkward like we saw how awkward he is like and i i kind of mm-hmm. liked him more for that to tell you the, uh, on that one yeah what do you got what do you got for paradise picks okay paradise picks cat cat is Me definitely too. like i think she's definitely going to paradise there's no way 
They're not going to no give this girl with the gimmick because she was the closest thing to a like costume or gimmick without right. actually having to fully execute. Like she's not pouring meatballs on her fucking head. She's no. not like wearing a full blown costume. So this, I think, she is perfect for paradise. Yeah, I had Cat as well. I also said Brianna. I think Brianna is mm-hmm. going to be great on too. Paradise. I I think like, you, you know, just this scene alone, like being America's pick, that that plays into it too. Like people love her, like like her already. She's young. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Cringe Harrison Award. I mean, mine again was just the Brianna stuff. I think that was just so cringy. But I, you have a really good I, one here. I, I like the Brianna was my first thought, but I was like, we already talked about it a little bit. So I, I, I had the whole scene with Tajwan. So everything about Tajwan's scene was cringy. The way she was like half, half like doing the half ass, like I really want to be with him. I see something in him. Who wouldn't want to be with Zach? And then being mean to the women, she tells all the women that they didn't bring enough in the bad bitch energy competition. That was wild. When she said that, it's like, can you imagine saying to another human being, like, well, if you want to be here, you better bring it. Like, in the bad bitch energy, it's like, some of you didn't try. And it's like, what kind of weird sorority accusation is this? It's like, you didn't try enough in the bad bitch competition. Like, it was just weird. And then. It was so strange. And then also Zach being the convenient hero to like, no, I won't bring another woman onto this show. You guys made too many changes in your life for you to. And it's like, dude, we watched this episode play out already. You know how to do the good guy thing. And then when Brianna said, bad bitches don't cry. And the producer said, sometimes they do. And it's like, get this scene out of here. It was really funny watching Tajwan. Um, Sit on that couch and because all the girls came over, like in the group of like 10 of them, being like, Hi. Um, (laughs) And then Tajwan just sitting there, like not even blinking, didn't flinch at it. I mean, I need to know what kind of anti anxiety medicine she's on because she was (laughs) chill. I would have been like, "Um, I would have, my fight or flight would have kicked in and it would have been flight. Honestly, it felt like she was paid, and she's like, "I'm just doing a job here." Yeah, like it did. Like <laughs> I'm it here was. For the so, check. I'm here Love for y'all. the check. Like she was so weirdly mean to these women, and it's I like, know. <laughs> like it was just like, why, why this turn? Why they all just kind of were pretty vulnerable, and you just sat there and watched them. You have, mm-hmm. you you know, you now have collected all this information on them, and you didn't have to do anything except walk out like. You were someone, you know, like the, the power, di- the power dynamic there is like insane. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> who did <laughs> so, you um, who's getting your rose this week? Um, Christina Mandrell. I thought she she played it right as far as what she wants to do, which is to find a baby daddy. What did you think? Mm-hmm. I said Christina's party bust. I mean, they used it again they on used the it way again. to Lotto. I was like, this girl brought the. Brought the bus and they've used it multiple <laughs> times. I'm like, this bus is a paid actor. You're right. You're right. It's it's as much part of the show as Tejuan is now. You know, they were know. all <laughs> lead role. And then I guess the previews for next week. We kind of talked about this already. They kind of lead us towards a Christina Mandrell heel turn uh, that she's going to be maybe villainous and ganged up on a little. And listen. Part of that could be because she's in the lead a little bit. 
you know, and yeah. that's uh, that's also why Brianna, it feels like, kind of came after her. But we're going to see. So we got to keep us on our toes. That's right. Um, so this was uh, I, a fun episode. I think it sets us up for a good season, a classic Bachelor season. I know that might piss off Vanity Fair, but that's OK. This is definitely you're right. This is a classic like page out of the book Bachelor season, chapter by chapter. It's uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And you see all these different characters and their different arcs. And you never know who's going to come down to the to be the last one. So there it is. Um, all right. So make sure you are following us on Instagram at The Bachelor, on Twitter at Bachelor Pod, um, all pop culture bachelor stuff is going up so it's not just bachelor it's very entertaining make sure you're following us there and then you can follow me at k york city and i'm at jared freed and we'll, we'll be, be back, back next next week oh, go 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 i'm week? sorry oh, I, I, it, was, I, no, it, was, it was cute we were doing it at the same time well yeah we were like a duet <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amy Clackner. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. And be sure to follow at The Bachelor on Instagram and Bachelor Pod on Twitter. And send us your emails to bachelor at betches.com. Batches.